How's it going everyone? Draven here. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today is just going to be an overall, just in general, pretty broad, um, topic-wise episode of the podcast. Um, we're just going to use this as kind of like just a, uh, just, you know, going over scripture and quotes and, you know, just uh, some encouragement and just, you know, maybe, you know, you've been not praying as much as you should have. You've just been feeling down. You've not felt like God is there. Um, and you just, and you've needed him more here recently than you normally do. This podcast is refresher, um, going over, you know, how much God loves you, what to do in, you know, times when you don't feel that love, times of prayer, just overall, just, you know, talking about, you know, life, life with God, um, going over scripture, you know, covering that kind of just like it as an, uh, an uplifting episode, just, you know, covering a general broad range of things, but all revolving around the Lord and um, scripture and you know life as a Christian how to give you that uh, encouragement and that uplift that you know we all need from time to time so you know it's jumping right into it um, you know scripture teaches us that life begins when God forms us in the womb and that you know he he knows the plans he has for our life even before that. The Bible also speaks of spiritual life that begins with the relationship with Jesus Christ and rewards us, rewards us with eternal life after death. God tells us, tells us all, that he sent his son Jesus so that we may not just have life on earth, but more importantly, eternal life on the kingdom of heaven. Now we are who we you know, us who are living in the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit have the ability to experience heaven on earth. God wants us to experience an abundant life. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 through 16. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Make uh, verse sixteen, making the most of every opportunity. Between making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Going over Psalms uh, chapter twenty-three, verse one through six, the Lord is my shepherd; I lack nothing. We lack nothing. You are enough. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Talking about the Lord here. Verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And it's raining outside, guys, so you know, ignore the... Um, my apologies for the extra you know, background sound there and the tapping in the rain if you hear it. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in presence of, of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Sure, verse 6, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 21, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. That's what we find when we pursue God. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 19. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. How you're living, people you have around you, what you do and don't do, 
or what you do and don't do. Just in general, that reflects your heart, what's in your heart. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. So I'm creating men there. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 through 24, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Whatever you do, Whatever your passion is, I don't care if you're flipping burgers right now and that's your passion, be the best burger flipper there ever was. That's your passion. God instilled it to you for a reason. You know, Colossians uh, verse 23 there is, you know, whatever you do, no matter what it is, no matter what you're passionate about, it's your God-given passion. God gives it to you and he makes you have the desire to do that so strong over other things because that's what he has made you for to do in your life you know so work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not for human masters do it for God combination of other people as well too you're going to do it for friends and family maybe put food on the table maybe because your father was in it and you're passionate about it because of that but whatever it is include God in that as well do it for him as well not for human masters but for the Lord and you know as you working for him Verse 24, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. We're all serving God. Christ himself, we all serve him as Christians, as born again, renewed again. Christ forgave us for our sins. We're living for him now. He is the one we're serving. Looking at Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Hope in the Lord. Your strength will be renewed. You will fly in the sky like eagles. We will run. They will run. We won't grow weary. And we will walk and not be faint. What I'm taking from that is, you know, what's that saying? What that what that's saying to me, and it could, you know, mean different things for you as well. But in general, you know, the Lord is promising us that those that hope in Him, that hope in the Lord, your strength will be renewed. You won't be weak. We will soar on wings like eagles, flying through the sky. What can hold us down then? You know. We will run, we will not grow weary, and we will walk and not be faint. No matter what, we're soaring through the sky like wings, uh, like wings, like uh, like eagles. Isaiah chapter forty-one verse ten. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand <clears throat> go over that and read that I encourage everyone to read that chapter and you know I, I have that verse written down a lot in my notes I read that a lot because it feels like uh, talking about you know the last episode you know I don't know if I mentioned this verse um, this part of scripture in the last episode about do not fear for the Lord's with us always 
Uh, but, you know, do not fear. He's with us. Do not be dismayed. He's God, the King of kings, Lord of lords. He will strengthen us. He will help us. And he upholds us with his righteous right hand. Um, and, you know, he's He's not going to let evil tear us down. And it can't when we're living and we're that close to God. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. John chapter 11, verse 25 through 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. He's promising us that after death on, on, on this earth, there's an afterlife for us all. And that's, you know, the kingdom of heaven. We don't, we're not, uh, we don't ever fully, truly die when we're walking and living for the Lord. And as born again Christians, we are, you know, his servants. He's the master. And he promises us that we're not going to die, even though we do die, just, just in general on earth. Not really ever dead when you're living with the Lord. And he's a part of you and you serve him and you obey his commandments and you, you know you don't live in sin and rather you live in righteousness and doing the right thing more often than the wrong and you know you repent for your sins and you continue to live life how he all wants us to live and help people see him through us and spread his word his gospel and you know, help lead as many people as we possibly can closer to him we don't ever really die when we believe in him because there's heaven verse 26 and whoever lives by believing in me will never die he asks us do you believe this I do we all should as Christians um, heaven is just as real as hell and hell is just as real as heaven um, and us as Christians were promised that kingdom to heaven as long as we live the way God wants us to live. He's in our heart as opposed to Satan being there when we do die. John chapter 6 verse 35 Then Jesus declared I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He promises us we're not going to go without. Whoever comes to him lays all their problems, their burdens, and talks to God about what's going on. He already knows. But whoever talks to God, he wants us to talk to him, to speak to him. And we do that during prayer, fellowship, whether in a group or by yourself. I don't care how hard it is what you're going through, what you're going through. God already knows, but talk to him about it. Pray about it. Mention everything going on, everything wrong. He wants you to pray to him about it. And also, whoever believes in him will never be thirsty. You, you can't go without. God will not let you go without. You will never be hungry. And you will never be thirsty. That's what this verse is telling us. And a super common one, Philippians first, uh, or sorry, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. 
Not a thing you can do with the Lord in your corner. Not a thing you cannot do. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. We're all called as Christians to his purpose. It is up to us. Do we listen to that? Do we chase after our dreams? Do we spread his word? Do we share the gospel? Do we preach his good word, his, his love, and try to bring as many people closer to him as we can? Do we, do we make sure people see him through us, even when we're having a bad day? God works for the good of those who love him. And who have been called according to his purpose. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you, will, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Psalms chapter 100, chapter 121 verse 7 through 8. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will keep you from all harm harm he will watch over your life that does not mean you're not going to have trials and tribulations and tests that the Lord is going to put in front of you to test your faith to see how much you really love him to see how much you, you really gave your life over to him to see really how bad do you want to go to heaven He watches over us no matter what. The Lord never puts us through anything that he does not already see us getting through. He does not already know that we can get through. But throughout the trials and the tribulations, the free will, it's always there. Are we going to stay strong, trust in him, lay it down, talk to him through prayer, and keep persevering because we know he's in our corner? Are we going to fall into sin and give up because it's hard? The Lord is always watching over your life. The Lord will keep us from all harm. Satan never comes for you harder than when you're closest with God. When you're not close to the Lord, why does Satan have a reason to come near you? Think about that. You're already not living for Christ. You're already not a Christian. You're already not living the way God wants us to live. You're sinning every single day. Why, is, why does Satan need to come after you? Maybe that's why your life's been so easy. I know for myself, my experiences, um, the trials and tribulations, the tests, and just tests my faith, tests everything. Uh, even before I gave my heart to the Lord, when I would ever try to, you know, if I would sit down and so much as pray, I noticed, you know, my life would somewhat get a little harder. And to me, I'm asking you guys this too as well. Have you noticed that? Satan never comes for you harder. The evil and all the hatred and the sin, the lies, the wrongdoing, the straying away from doing the right thing and telling the truth no matter what. Satan brings all that and he never comes after you the hardest than when you're finally getting close with our Lord and Savior. Because he had no reason to before, but now, now, you're not doing what Satan wants you to do. You're doing the exact opposite of, of living in sin. So now, trust and believe. Just because just because God is there in a corner, this verse is going over chapter, verse 7, the Lord will keep you from all harm. 
That doesn't mean Satan's not running after. He's sprinting after you right now. Question is, are you going to stop and let him take you away? Or are you going to stand still in your faith? Keep your, keep your feet planted. Keep running towards the Lord. As opposed to running back to sin and Satan. Don't let him have you. Because he's coming for us all. He wants us to go back to sin. He wants us to, to give up. He wants us to, to stop believing in God because we can't see him, right? How can you believe in something you can't see? Satan, oh, I'll, I'll give you the world. Fall back into sin. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. Everything will be just okay. It's okay to lie once. It's okay to steal that candy bar. It's okay. God will forgive you. Those are the lies and the evil things Satan will whisper into your ear. He will present you with those opportunities in your life. And that free will comes up. And that free will that we all have determines if you're, if you're promised the key to the kingdom or not. Are you going to live after you die on this earth, up in heaven, or are you going to burn in hell? It's up to you. That, that, that choice and that free will is always there. Satan never comes for you harder. He never runs after you faster. And he never whispers, you know, do this, do that, do that. He never pushes you towards sin more than when you are the closest with God. And as Christians, he's coming for us the hardest. The closer you are with God, the closer Satan is to you. God keeps him away. But again... That free will. God gives us that choice. Just like it, he gave you that choice and you you know, you know, didn't turn over to the Lord. You didn't give your life over to him for 40 years. You were living in sin. You were doing everything wrong. Everything you shouldn't have done. God forgave you for all that. But that does not, that does not mean that just because you're now, you're one with him. We're all one with him. We're all Christians. You know, we go to church. We do the Bible studies. We do whatever it is. We're doing exactly what he says, living exactly how he says we should live. We forgive. We tell the truth. We don't sin. We don't lie. We love our neighbors. We don't covet. Follow all the commandments. We're doing everything right. That does not mean Satan is not still there waiting for you to mess up and to come into your ear. Once you, when you do mess up, which we all do as Christians, no one's perfect. Your pastor at your church isn't perfect. His wife isn't perfect. His kids aren't perfect. Take no offense to that. What I'm meaning by that as the people that you think are also the closest to God, the people that you look up to for Scripture and to to you know instill, and um, you look up to to them because you see God in them so much, and you want people to see you like that, they still sin. Every every Christian does, but that's okay because God doesn't expect us to be perfect. But just know when you do slip up, Satan's there. He's smiling and he's laughing. He's like, "Yes, finally, you messed up." Yeah, and then he will whisper in your ear and he will give you signs and he will show you he will keep giving you the opportunity to keep sinning I notice at least in my life the more if, if you know as you know we're Christians and you know we will we're trying to live for the Lord we're trying to do our best not sin I notice that you know if I do slip up and I do sin say I told a little lie and I didn't realize later on until I lie or say you know I'm thinking whatever to say, lustful thoughts, I'm thinking negative thoughts, I'm thinking of ill thoughts towards someone else, I'm not loving my neighbor, I'm not loving others, and forgiving others, as God 
forgave and loves us as he wants us to live. Because as Christians, we need to live as if the Lord would live, how he would live, how Jesus lived when he was down on the earth. If we're not living like him, we're not him. We're not a part of him. To give your life over to Christ is to live and be like him. Tell people see him through us. And people cannot see him through us if we are not living like he's telling us to live. If we are not doing what he's telling us to do. If we're not loving like he wants us to love. Forgiving like he wants us to forgive. Following the commandments. Worshiping him. Praising him. Giving praise. Giving thanks. And helping people. Spreading the gospel. So be cautious. It's okay to slip up. Get back on track. We all will and we all do. Because God's there. Just as much as Satan is. Satan is there just as much as God is. But one is good. One is evil. One is covered in sin. And one promises you an eternity burning in fire. And the other promises you heaven. A life after death on this earth. I made my choice. And I hope all you guys have as well. Chapter, uh, verse 8 there, the Lord will watch over you. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. He's always watching over us. He doesn't ever sleep. 365 days a year, 24-7. John chapter 8 verse 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You're not ever going to walk in darkness with God there with you. Like you're walking on the, you know, we all know the story, walking on the beach. Persons ask God, you know, if you're with me, why do I only see one set of footprints? When Jesus spoke again to the people, John 8 chapter 12 John John 8 John chapter 8 verse 12 when Jesus spoke against the people he said I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life he's there even when we don't think he is he's there even when we don't see him he's there even though we don't pray to him like we should he's there even though we fall back into sin and try to bounce back right um, soon after he's there no matter what John 3.16 again, super common verse, everyone knows it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have an eternal life. That's what I'm after, an eternal life. I can't think of anything better than to have life after death in heaven as opposed to hell. 1 John chapter 5, uh, verse 20. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his son, Jesus Christ. He is a true God in eternal life. John chapter 14 verse 6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of death if you're lying. The tongue has the power of life if you're telling the truth. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 10 through 11. 
For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Verse 11, they must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it. You must keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Deceitful, lying, saying the wrong thing, telling other people something you know is not true, ruining people's lives over it. Whatever, anything deceitful that comes out of your mouth, keep your tongue from evil. Whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongues from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Romans chapter 5 verse 10, For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Romans chapter 6 verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12, Fight the, good fight, of fi fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession with the presence of many witnesses. Genesis chapter 1 verse 20, And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and the birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. It's God creating everything we know, the, the earth and the seven days. Genesis chapter 2 verse 9, The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food, in the middle of the garden of the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge and the good of evil. Genesis chapter 3 verse 23, verse 22 through 23, And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil, he must not be allowed to reach out his hands and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had taken. He had been taken. Leviticus chapter chapter 24, verse 17 through 18. Anyone who takes the life of a human being is, is to be put to death. Anyone who takes the life of someone's animal must make restitution life for life. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 through 20. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death. Blessings and curses now choose life so that you might so that you and your children may live. Verse twenty and that you and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast him, for the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers. He said this to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that's just a general uplifting episode podcast there. It reminds us of God's love, how he says we should live, um, how we're promised the kingdom to heaven if we live and you know we, we live and we're not in sin. Letting everyone know aware that it's, it's, it's the devil's there just as much as God is and he wants you to come back to him just as much as God wants you to stay with him. Choose your side. Use their free will to stay free of sin, stay out of sin. If you bounce off track, us as all Christians, we do it. Hop right back on the track. Ask God for forgiveness and continue stray away from sin. But be aware, just because we're one with God now, it's part of our life. We accept Him into our life as our Lord and Savior. We've asked for forgiveness for our sins. We're living through Him. We're going to church, the Bible studies. You know, we have the podcast, wherever it is. 
We're spreading his word. Leading people closer to him. Helping people see him through us. We're doing everything right. We could always be doing so much more. And be aware that just because you're doing everything right, you're living exactly how you should live. You're pleasing the Lord. Guess who you're not pleasing? The devil. And he's coming for you. He wants you to go back into sin. He wants you to fall back into sin. So he's going to test you as well, just like the Lord is. And use that free will to stay with the Lord. Ask God to close you in his fist. Keep you from evil and the devil and Satan himself. Keep you away from sin. And know that every single second, every single day, you're presented with the free will. The choice to sin or the choice to not. And I encourage you all to choose the latter. What does the Bible... So just in general... We're going to talk about just in general a quick, quick hitting and you know just on the top um, why we should always pray um, and tell God what's going on in our mind, what we need help with, what we want to pray about, what we want to change in our life, so on and so forth. Chapter First uh, Chronicles, chapter sixteen, verse eleven. Look to the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. Seek His face always. 2 Chronicles, chapter 2 Chronicles uh, 6, verse 21. Hear the supplications, supplica hear the supplications, that's a crazy word there, say that five times fast. Hear the supplica supplications, supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear from heaven your dwelling place. And when you hear, forgive Hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Two Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal. Their land. Humble yourself. Get down on your knees. At your bedside. At church. Go to church for the first time. Whatever you need to do to take that first step towards the Lord. I encourage you to do that. This verse is talking about. Humble yourself. Pray and seek the Lord. Turn from your wicked ways. Make that promise to Him. Ask for forgiveness for your sins. He will hear that. He hears all prayers. He will heal that. I hear that one above all of them. He will forgive your sin. He will heal their land. He will heal your life. He will heal the things weighing you down. He will heal your heart. The pain, the trauma, the anger. The lies you tell. The lies you do. The deceit, the sin. You're covered in it. It's, it's a blanket of sin around you. He will heal you from all of that. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. This is why you should not just pray for yourself. Pray for the people that are doing wrong to you as well. Do not hate. Think you need to get back at. Have any negative emotions or ill towards, ill feeling towards anyone that is doing wrong to you. They're telling lies about you. They keep their kids from you. They're, they're, they're encouraged. They would rather see you dead than alive, it seems. They're, they've not, they've done so evil things to you that you, that are incomprehensible to you. How this person could do this to you. 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, verse 44 says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for the people who are doing wrong to you. Because they need God more than ever. For them to be filled with that such evil and hate, that's not God. That's not goodness. And that's what God is. God is love, forgiveness, and good. But for people that are trying to persecute you, lying on you, Keeping your kids from you for no good reason. The boss that fired you for no good reason. The relationship that didn't work out. Whatever it is, people that are doing wrong to you. They're your enemy. Not in the sense that you see them that way, but enemy by the definition. They're trying to, they're doing, trying to do harm to evil and they're doing wrong to you. Don't be like half of the world and most people. Us as Christians, and especially just in general, to be someone who is, to you just don't give them that power over your life. If they're doing wrong to you. They're filled with hate and anger and evil, and Satan has a grasp over them, not God. Because if he did, there's no way they could be doing what they're doing to you. Love your enemies. Love the people that are doing wrong to you. Love the people that are lying to you. Love... The people that are lying on you. Love the people that have said horrible things about you. Love the people who pray for them. Forgive them. And pray that God heals their heart from all that hate and that anger. And whatever it is. The evil in their heart that makes them feel like they're doing the wrong thing. And they justify it. And they think that what they're doing isn't as bad as it is. But it really is. Whatever it is to you that someone has done. Has said. Has lied to you about. Uh, whatever it is someone has kept someone, something from you, uh, your daughter, your son, your family member, friend. Um, you've lost that job because of them. You, you, you're you about to get locked up because of them. You go through court dates because of them. Whatever it is that evil someone has done to you, the lies they've set on you, the wrong they've done to you, anything but good. They've stranded so far from good that everything they've done to you is just plain evil and wrong. One, pray about it. Lay it all down at God's feet. He already knows what's going on. He promises you your enemies will not prosper over you when he's in our corner. His rod and his staff will comfort you. So God's got you. You're going to be okay. Are you still going to be tested and put through trials and tribulations and your faith tested? Yes. But guess who's in your corner? The Lord God Almighty. The only one you should ever need or want in your corner. The one who was guaranteed you win you that battle in the end no matter how long it takes the enemy may win a couple battles here and there but God's going to help you win the war love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you pray for them pray obviously for them to stop doing what they're doing to you the evil pray for them to be healed for God to show them how much he's loved they're loved for God to come into their heart and Help them feel his love, his goodness, and his, his compassion, and for his forgiveness. Pray for them. Pray that they would see how wrong it is what they're doing. Pray for them that they would forgive themselves, because in the end, it's not that they're mad and they're upset at you. They're More often than not, they're mad and upset at themselves that they allowed that to happen to them. They feel like something that happened to them in life... They need to be filled with hate and anger. Because it's the emotion that pops up first, right? When someone does something that hurts your feelings, they call you a name, they, they someone, uh, someone cuts you off in traffic, you're not thinking, oh, it's okay. 
No, you're thinking, oh my God, you, you think you want to cuss them out, you want this. You're wanting to do to them as they did to you. And that's why people lie on other people. How else am I going to get back at them, right? They hurt my feelings. How else am I going to get back at them? They called me a name. They said something. They, they have caused me trauma and pain in my life. You don't, it's not right to try to get even with people that have done wrong to you. Trust in the Lord to make that situation right for you. Don't try to take it into your own hands and continue to let Satan have a grasp over you. Because you can go to church. You can pray. You can do everything under the sun right that the Lord wants us to do. But if you are still trying to persecute other people, you're, you're, you're telling lies, you're costing people freedom, their life, You're keeping people from them that don't need to be kept from them. You're making all the decisions and you know deep down that you're doing evil things. You're not getting to heaven that way. Because the Lord says, one, thou shalt not lie. So if you're lying on someone, you're not getting into heaven. God is not promising you that. Now we'll let this one slide. That's not how it works. Forgive yourself if you're doing wrong or evil things to someone else. Forgive yourself. Forgive them, more importantly. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Pray for God to heal you. Pray for forgiveness and love and positive emotions. Pray for the trauma to be healed. Pray for the anger to go away. Pray, just in general, for all the bad things to go away and all you feeling like you need to get back at them. Pray that God... One, accept them into your life and become one with Him. Become a Christian. Because you cannot be one with God. You cannot be a Christian as God, the definition of the Bible, what He wants us all to be. You cannot be living for Him. Cannot People cannot see God through you completely, and especially not the way the Lord wants us to. If you are still filled with hate, anger, and you are taking that out on someone, you are... You think you are taking a situation that happened to you that someone else could have caused intentionally or unintentionally. You were taking something they said or they done and you're using that to fill up the tank of hate and anger. And you think, I need to get back at this person. They did me wrong. I need to get back at them. I need to lie on them. I need to keep this person from them. I need to I need to cost them their life and their freedom and their sanity and their well-being. I need to cause them trauma like they caused me. No. That is exactly what Satan wants from you. Because what does that do? More times than not, that costs people their lives, their freedom. You're depriving people of things that God promises them because you have Satan's grasp so hard. Satan's hands are wrapped around you as opposed to the Lord's. And you don't even know it. Pray for your enemies. Pray for the people that have done wrong to you. Because believe it or not, that person still loves you. Whether they walk with the Lord or not, they're sorry for what they did. They're sorry for how they made you feel, what they called you, what they said about you. They're sorry they didn't tell you they loved you as much as they should have. They're sorry that whatever happened to you happened to you. They're sorry. They've changed for the better. They want to make it right. They want to make it up to you. They will spend the rest of their lives making it up to you. But you don't give them that chance. Instead, you just resort to the hate and the anger and continue to lie and do the wrong thing. That's not how we do it. 
us as Christians, we tell the truth, and we love and we forgive as Christ forgave and loves us. Christ sent his son down to die for us so we can live a life and have the opportunity to even be able to ask God for forgiveness of our sins and to be accepted back into his, his kingdom, into his life, and be promised that life after death. People aren't perfect. They're never going to be. People are going to make mistakes. They're going to say things they shouldn't. They're going to do things they shouldn't. That doesn't mean you spend your entire life trying to get back at them, ruin in their life. Doesn't mean you consider that person your enemy and you do evil to them. People you consider your enemies, pray for them. Don't get back at them. Don't lie on them. Don't try to have them killed. Don't spread gossip rumors. Don't lie on them. Don't keep people from them. Pray for your enemies. Pray for anyone and everyone done wrong to you. Not in the past. You know, it's more important to pray for the people that are in the present. Every single day, day to day, week to week, month to month. Pray in the past, because in the past, if that person is not still continuously doing something to, to ruin your life, they're not still doing evil, and they're not still telling lies, they're not still doing everything they know that they shouldn't be doing because how wrong it is, that it's not what God would want them to do. If they're not still actively doing that, you don't need to pray so hard on that. It's in the past. God's already helped, dealt with that situation and taken care of it, but they're still doing it in the present. That person needs God more than you do. You need them an equal amount, but pray for them just a little bit more and you pray for yourself. Because that person, there's nothing stopping them from Satan continuing to tighten his grip on them. And then that person continuing to see you as their enemy. That person continuing to lie. That person continuing to do the wrong thing. That person continuing to be filled with so much hate, anger, and evil. They don't care what happens to you. They want to see you quite literally burn. So pray for them. Pray Satan's grasp get a grip, you know, gets off of them. Pray that the Lord takes his hand, puts them in their palm, and he closes their fist on them. Shielding them from the evil and the hate. Shielding them from Satan. Because God is good. Evil, hate, lies, doing the wrong thing that you know is wrong in every way, shape, or form. That doesn't come from God. That comes from evil, from Satan himself. So anyone doing anything even, rele even relevant at all in any way, shape, or form to those things, they're not living with Christ. They're living with Satan. And when they feel like it, they're living with Christ. They need you to pray for them more than ever. They need Christ more than ever, so pray for them. Pray for them just as much as you pray for yourself. Pray that they forgive themselves, that they forgive you, that they let all the pain, the hate, and anger, trauma go. Pray for God to heal them. Pray for them to, for God to show them signs that He's there. Pray for God to show. Pray for so that they, you know, pray for them. That they seek God and they seek how they should be handled in situation. Pray that they read Matthew chapter 5 verse 44. How it says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. A lot of times in situations, people that are doing wrong and doing evil to someone, it's one-sided. At one point in time, it was two-sided. But eventually someone sees how wrong it is. They see how bad they treated someone. They stop. They change. They change their entire life. They do everything. They do a complete 360 and they're a better person for it. They learn from the past. They let it go. They've moved on. They don't hate. They don't, they're don't. they not filled with hate, anger, any negative emotion. 
feel positivity. And all they want to do is try to make it work with this person that they messed up with. But the other person that they messed up with is filled with hate and anger and they don't want that to happen. No. And then it becomes one-sided. It becomes one person trying to ruin another person's life as opposed to what it was before. Vice versa. Trying to ruin mine, trying to ruin yours, trying to cause you pain, trying to cause you hurt. If they've moved on, they've changed. They were this horrible, god-awful person, right? They hurt you so bad, right? But they've, if they've changed, and they're not currently actively, every single day, trying to ruin your life, they're, not, they're, no, they're no longer that person that hurts you. They're no longer that person that said what they said or did what they did or did, what they didn't say or what they didn't do. They're no longer that person that hurts you unintentionally or intentionally. They're changed. They're reborn. They're, they, they did a complete 360 all in the hopes that you forgive them for what they did. But you can't seem to do that. No one wins in this situation to where one person moves on and changes and learns from it and it has nothing but you know, positive emotions and you know love and forgiveness and just hoping the best for someone while another person just doesn't care. And they see they see the person's change. They see that they're not who they used to be. They see that they try to apologize or they try to make it right. They see that they've tried to done they try to do and have done literally everything in their power to try to make it up to that person, but you just don't care. I used to be that guy. But it is so much easier to forgive, to pray for them, to love them, and to not treat them the way that they are treating me, to let God take care of them, God promises he will protect you from your enemies. And in this chapter, in this verse, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you because they need God more than ever. They need you to pray for them more than ever. They need you to not be them more than ever because if you go back, if you do what they're doing and you're, you're hating them, you're spreading lies to them, if you're keeping people from them, if it, then you become them and then it's just... That's not living the way God wants us to live. That's not us as Christians. That's not what some of Christians do. If God himself wouldn't do it, we don't need to do it. So pray for your enemies. Pray that God heals them, their heart, their pain, and their trauma. Pray that God shows them that you have changed, that you have moved on, that you're, you're not that guy or girl anymore. That you made a mistake and you want to apologize and spend the rest of your life if you have to making up for that mistake they would just give you that chance pray that God lets them see to give you that chance pray that God feels the love you have for them all the positive emotions that you you have no hate, anger, or revenge or any anything negative that Satan wants us to have in our hearts you have none of that for them I encourage you pray for your enemies more than you pray for yourself because you're already one with God. They're not. If you consider them your enemies. And you have good reason. They're lying on you. They're trying to have you killed. Lies have the power to kill. Spreading gossip has the power to kill. Cheating has the power to kill. Doing any and everything that Satan wants us to do. Sin has the power to kill. But however. 
vice versa. The Lord, which is good, none that he, none, none evil. Death's not going to end up happening for following the Lord, for believing in Him, for trusting in Him, because He's good. He's all that is good. None of this bad. Satan's bad. Satan is lies. Satan is hate and anger. Anger to the point to where you don't care if someone lives or dies. To the point where you, someone just doesn't exist to you anymore. When they should be a part of your life. Because maybe you got kids with them. Maybe you got kids with them. But you know, you know it's, it's your kid. You know, They don't exist. You're keeping that kid from their parent. For what reason? Because you're mad at them? Because they hurt you? They didn't hurt that child. You might tell yourself or think that they did, but they didn't. Besides, they've changed, and that was a year ago. That was so long ago, they, they couldn't possibly be that person anymore. And they've shown you that. They've tried to show you. They tried to be a part of the child's life. But what have you done? You've rewarded their, them changing their life and focusing you know, everything and changing everything that you swore up and down. They needed to change, so they did it finally for you. How do you reward that? By continuing to do the wrong thing. Spreading gossip, rumors, lying, cheating, and just doing everything that Satan wants you to do to them. So there's a lot of that is, you know, hypothetically speaking, guys. But there's someone out there going through it. Odds are, if you can think it, someone's went through it, someone's going through it. Almost 8 billion people in the world. And maybe even some listeners talked about that a lot because I've had the hardest time doing that and the people that are doing wrong to me currently in my life, the people that are spreading lies about me, the people that are quite literally trying to have me killed over lies, the people that are keeping my daughter from me, the people that are just doing any and all, every, the people that cause me to lose sleep, can't eat, whatever it is, you guys get the point, the people that are doing so wrong things to me, I pray for them more than I pray for myself because I have to because there are certain situations where you've done everything you can and it is only God that can change it it's only God that can help you because you've tried everything nothing else has worked try it with God this time and watch it work pray for your enemies love your enemies more than you pray for yourself Include them in your prayer every single day, every single night. Because eventually, God will touch them. God will help them see how wrong it is what they're doing. He will help them see what the right thing is, what the truth is. Trust in Him. Pray for your enemies just as much as you pray for yourself. Anyone doing harm to you intentionally. Anyone spreading lies about you intentionally. Anyone who's causing you a loss of your freedom. God-given freedom. Anyone who is costing you that, pray for them. Anyone who's keeping your kids from you, pray for them. Anyone who treats you like you don't exist when you used to be such a huge part of their life, when you still should be for your children, pray for them. Fill your heart with love, forgiveness, understanding, and positive, nothing but positive, good things, good emotions that the Lord Himself wants us to feel. No hate or anger or resentment or any negative emotions or qualities need to be in you, need to be living you at any given moment. Because that's not good. That's, that's the Satan. 
That's Satan in you. Not our Lord. Us as Christians, we need to be ready to fight. We need to be sword and shield ready. And God with his rod and his staff. Always ready to fight off evil and the devil. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I do it. You guys can do it. In my situation, when I've been going through what I've been put through currently every single day, the lies told, the lies spread, my child kept from me, looking at 29 to 70 years in prison over lies. If I can love my enemies, if I can pray for them, if I can want no, if I if I can love and want just my enemies, the people that are doing wrong to me, they're not my enemies to me. But by the definition, you know, someone who is currently and actively seeking to do harm to you and doing wrong to you, and they know it's wrong, they're they're aware that it's wrong, they're aware that the lies they're saying are not true, they're aware that you need to just tell the truth and do the right thing, but they don't. They're actively trying to have you killed, actively trying to cause harm to you, actively trying to make you lose your freedom. Be away from friends and family, your daughter, your kids, whatever it is for you guys. If I can love my enemies, if I can love the person doing this to me, if I can want nothing but the best for them and just for God to come into their life and help them see how wrong it is what they're doing, if I can pray for my enemies, so can you. I always remind myself it could always be worse, and that's true. And always try to remind yourself in any situation you're in, because it always could be worse. Don't believe me? Google what you're going through, and watch a bunch of you know articles, videos, whatever's going, whatever will pop up. Watch the news. The news is very popular and very famous for spreading a lot of the bad before the good. Very rarely, if the news had a choice to you know spread bad news for the day or good news, more often than not, they choose the bad. You want to see how, you want to really get woken up to how good your life really is and how worse it could really be. Watch the news. I just hope everyone's, you know, reading their Bible, listening to prayer, praying, scripture, church, Bible study, groups, just, you know, everything, do everything that I can't do because I wish I could. You never really know what you have and the ability of freedom that you have or God-given freedom when that is taken from you. You never understand how good you had it until your freedom's taken from you, until you're thrown in house arrest, until you can't see your daughter when you don't know why, until lies to the caliber and the extent that the lies have been told about me, until those kind of lies are told about you. You never know how good it is to be out and about and free even if you are stuck at home until you're looking at 29 to 70 years in prison. In jail, when I was in jail, you know, a lot of the people around me, dude beside me, you know, he got 30 years for murder. Dude down, uh, two cells down from him, you know, got 16 years for robbery. Dude down beside him, you know, he was a UK bomber. Um, that's what they called him at least, you know, he got caught with a bunch of bombs and stuff outside UK hospital, FBI got on him. What he would tell me is he told me, look, you know, because when I did my when I did my five, five, six months in there over these lies before I got out on bond, he had he had told me, you know, forget about the outside. Forget about it. And I was like, man, you're right, because I would come to him. I'm like, man, you know, it's it's hard being in here. And he's like, look, 
it's hard because you keep thinking of what the outside is like. It's like you ain't in the outside anymore. You're not out and about and free. You're in here. You're in a jail. You're in a you know concrete eight by five cell. This is your life now. Forget about the outside. And that's what kept me going through there. You know, you you, you have to. You can't reminisce on how things used to be. You can't reminisce and miss everything that there is out there because it makes the situation that you're in, it made the situation I was in even worse. I knew I was in this and I knew the lies told about me weren't true. I knew I would get out soon, but man, was it hard. So that's what I'm encouraging everyone to do. Same way those... You know, God loves them. God loves them just as much as He loves us. I prayed for them. We all pray for each other. But God, those people that, the same way those people were telling me that were, you know, getting 30, 40 year sentences beside me, cells down from me when I was an innocent man in there, missed my daughter being born, took from friends and family, lost everything. If I can pray for my enemies, if I can pray for the person that caused all that everything destruction of my life if I can wish nothing but the best for that person if I saw that person now we would be best friends because no hate or anger or evil lives in my heart I, the same way those people in jail God love them and I hope they're doing fine and well I'm sure they are God's with them no matter what the same way they, those people told me to forget about the outside life forget about all the wrong that those people have done to you the people doing wrong to you forget about it the only reason it could ever affect your life the way it is if you keep comparing yourself to what life was like. You keep comparing your life to what it was like before those people did what they did to you. Forget about it. You're born again through Christ, through our Lord Jesus. Pray about it. Pray for them. Deep down inside, there's good in them. There's good in everyone. The truth will come out of them in due time you just got to be patient trust the lord and pray for your enemies pray that god heals their heart helps them forgive themselves helps them forgive you and then you know he just touches their heart and helps them tell the truth and do the right thing and stop doing evil to you help them help you know pray that god helps them see that you're not their enemy that you're not the problem anymore that you change that you that that's not you anymore and you shouldn't be treated like it is that since day one and all the lies they have told and everything they've done to you they don't need to do that anymore because you're not trying to hurt them the way they're hurting you you want nothing but the best for them and you love them and you miss them help God feel the love that you have for them help God feel the goodness you have for them help God feel and see how bad this person the people the enemies whatever how bad what they're doing to you is affecting your life pray for them help God Lay it all down at God's feet. Do all that you can. And trust in the Lord to do all that He can. And the situation will come out right. Pray for your enemies as much as you pray for yourself. Love your enemies. Because they need you now more than ever. Satan's got a hold of them. That's why they're doing what they're doing. Pray that God gets a hold of them. Even stronger than the power Satan has over them. And watch them start doing the right thing and telling the truth. We're going to end it off with a prayer prayer about fear. Um, that's been a huge key thing for me here lately. Fear of the unknown, fear of upcoming court dates, fear of upcoming, you know, am I ever going to see my daughter again? You know, whatever it is. So bow our heads. Father God, I feel, and feel for, 
I'm feeling fearful today. Life seems to be uncertain and out of control. You know, I know that the Bible tells me perfect love casts out fear. You alone are perfect love, so would you please cast out the fear I feel, we all feel, and replace it with confidence in your sufficiency. In your name I pray, God. Amen.